In today's solo, I'm going to talk about the sheer importance, bliss, and simplicity of going home. For focused entrepreneurs who want to learn the secrets of superhuman productivity, together we're going to kick procrastination in the teeth. We're going to slice through BS excuses like a katana blade. We don't ever wonder what happened because we're the ones that made it happen. My name is Josh Thomas. You've now entered the do zone. Welcome to the DZ Tribe. Some people won't waste a dime on something, but yet waste half of the day over a dollar. Kevin Burrell, DZ Tribe, Josh Thomas, I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm happy to be in my home. And that's the topic for today is home. I recently moved, bought a house, and uh, I've been nesting Uh, I've been uh, probably a a little bit egregiously buying things and new shiny things. I was Amazon's number one customer for a while. In fact, I I was kind of jonesing and having withdrawals a little bit one day when I didn't receive any boxes at the door. I don't know if you've ever had that feeling, but it was kind of weird for me because I'm like, yay, more stuff. Wait, 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 where's all the stuff? Uh, So... Anyway, everything's pretty much settled down, and I'm home. And I want to talk about being home and how important that is. And how no matter what happens in your life, no matter what happens in your life, you're always going to find a way home. You're going to make it home. And I'm going to tell you two stories that will really illustrate that point. First, I want to share with you uh, someone who is near and dear to my heart. His name is John Paul Mendoza. And um, a little over a decade ago, when I was uh, just a uh, wet-behind-the-years entrepreneur, just just learning how to get things done and learning how to figure things out, I needed direction and I needed guidance. And I was able to get an opportunity working with Perry Marshall. And uh, he was, at the time, the world's foremost authority on Google AdWords advertising. And it was a very influential position for me. But one of the perks that that came with was a uh, some something of a mentor in John Paul Mendoza. Uh, he's a guy who's been around the block. He's done all of the things. And he took me under his wing and he taught me all of the things that he could and everything that he knew. And he was a tremendous influence on me for the longest time. And so just a little bit about John. If you If you're not familiar with him, you should get familiar with him. Uh, fascinating dude. Uh, he has a book called Position to Win, by the way, if you're interested in that. And uh, he has been around. He has been a consultant for businesses for more than 40 years. But before he did all of that, he was a teenager counting cards in Las Vegas for some really seedy-ass people. And that's how he got his start. And so he, he moves to Vegas. He's looking for ways to make money, to create a career. It's, it's kind of like the primordial form of entrepreneurialism uh, is, you know, kind of working, working for questionable people in Las Vegas in the 70s. Uh, and so he's there and he's doing all the things. And he, he, his role, I believe, as he told me, he was the agitator. When you sit down at a poker table uh, and... People are playing you, if you will. 
there's there's one guy that's going to come in and just try to piss you off uh, so that you make stupid bets, and that was his job. I'll leave the uh, I'll leave the rest of the story out because I'm not sure how much of it uh, he doesn't want out there in the public sphere. Um, but if you are curious, if you reach out to John, I'm sure he'll tell you all of his stories. Anyway, so he had a short career in Vegas um, doing questionable things for questionable people. And that comes with a series of rewards and benefits. And it also comes with a series of risks. And one of those risks is you might not come home. One of those risks is you piss off the wrong person and you end up buried in the desert. And it's just a fact of life. That's how it was. This is the 70s. It probably still happens now, but in the 70s, it definitely happened quite a bit. And so John's telling this story. And the moral of the story was, I am never in my life going to worry about how to get home. That is always going to happen. I will always find a way home. And so he told me the story one time about why he feels so passionate about that. Uh, and his, his Las Vegas career was, was kind of coming to an end, and he could kind of see the writing on the wall, and he was pissing off the wrong people and that sort of thing. And uh, one, of, one of his associates said, John, let's go take a ride. And so he says, okay. And he gets in the car, and he kind of knows, like, all right, well, I'm not getting out of this alive. They take a ride. They go out to the desert. They drive way out of town. They get into the middle of nowhere. John, get out of the car. So he's like, okay, here it is. So he gets out of the car. The other guy gets out of the car. And he stands up. Uh, they stand kind of belly to belly, and they look at each other. And he says, you know why you're here, right? You know what I'm supposed to be doing here, right? And he said, well, I, I guess so. And uh, so he looks back and he says, listen, I don't ever want to see your face around here ever again. Do not ever come back. I'm going to get in this car and I'm going to turn around and leave. And he gets in the car, he turns around and he leaves. John's standing there in the middle of the desert, dumbfounded, scared to death, but happy to be alive. And now what he needed to do is he needed to figure out how he could get home. And he found any means necessary, you know, hitchhiking. There were no cell phones. There were no cell signals. (laughs) There were probably no houses or landlines anywhere nearby. So he had to walk and he had to wait for a car to pass by and find a way to the next place where he could make a phone call or get on a bus or whatever he needed to do. He found a way home. And it was the ultimate lesson because... After getting driven out to the desert where you were supposed to be killed and buried and forgotten about and never spoken of again, and that didn't happen, getting home at that point was really the least of his concerns. It was the last thing that he needed to worry about. And so he took that lesson with him. I'm never going to worry about how I get home. I will always find a way home. No matter what it takes, I'll always find that way home. And he shared with me a couple of other examples and scenarios uh, that, uh, that, that really drove that lesson home, no pun intended. Uh, one other one that sticks out in my mind was uh, he was at some, he had been hired to do some kind of consulting gig and they had flown him out and he was talking and it was one of those situations where the husband 
uh, was excited for him to be there. And the wife was kind of skeptical and like, well, I'm not real sure what your value is or whatever. And at some point he's like, oh, that's okay. You guys don't want to work together. I'm done. And he said, well, what do you mean you're done? You can't just leave. You just got here. You got here like two hours ago. Ah, that's okay. I'm done. But, but I mean, how are you going to get home, man? He's like, ah, there's taxis, there's airports, there's airplanes, there's flights leaving all the time. I live in California. I'll find a flight home. And so he walked out the door, hailed a taxi, went back to the airport, purchased a flight, got on the plane, went home. Same day that he got there. Ah, you know what? I'm done. I don't need to be here. I'm going to go home. And he didn't worry about how he was going to do it or how inconvenient it was because it was time to go home. And I'll give you, so that's, that's, that's John. And that's one of the, one of the best things that I ever got from him was that lesson. And I applied it. I was able to apply it one time, several times, several times, actually, several major times. But one time that, that stands out to me is, uh, this was years and years ago. Uh, I had been visiting Mexico. I was dating a lady who was Mexican and who, and who, lived there and was from there. And we had come back to the U.S. Uh, after a week-long trip or something. And we arrived in Houston. I live in Austin, Texas. So the, the flight arrived in Houston. We got off the plane. We went through customs. And we had to get our connecting flight to Austin, which was, it's like a 30 to 40-minute flight. It's not that bad. Um, but it was already kind of late. And we realized that the flight was delayed by an hour or two. Like, all right, this is pretty inconvenient because it's almost, I mean, it's almost midnight at this point. We'd been traveling internationally, just want to get home and go and sleep in my own bed. So we're sitting there and the flight keeps getting delayed and delayed. And then finally they board the plane. Now we had checked bags. And so we were kind of like, stuck. We were kind of like held prisoner there because our bags were already checked and we couldn't just like bail. Um, and so they finally board the plane and it's like one o'clock in the morning or something. And so we get on the plane and we're sitting there and for whatever reason, they never left the gate. And I ended up falling asleep for a minute. Uh, my girlfriend at the time had fallen asleep and we both woke up and she's like, Oh, are we there? And I said, no, actually we haven't even left the gate. What do you mean we haven't left the gate? Well, we're still here for some reason. And then we got an announcement uh, from the pilot. And the pilot said, um, folks, uh, unfortunately, because of the amount of time that uh, we've been clocked in, we're about to time out. And if, if, our, uh, if our clock expires while we're in the air, then we can get fined. And so basically the, the FAA will only allow pilots to be uh, clocked in for a certain amount of time each day. I don't know exactly what the rules are, but they had been working for however many hours, and they were approaching their time limit for how, many, how much they would be available to fly that day. And because we were sitting there, sitting still, the clock kept ticking. And so we got to this point to where the pilots eventually timed out, and the flight got canceled. And by the way, it was about two o'clock in the morning at this point. And there were some weather issues. And so a bunch of flights were delayed and canceled and that sort of thing anyway. And so we had to get back off the plane and we had to wait. And 
I got off the plane and I, my mentors and words, never worry about how you're going to get home. Those words were ringing loudly in my ears at this point. And I, and I looked at her and I said, I have an idea. We're going to get off this plane. We got off the plane and people were pissed. They were yelling. They were rah, 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 rah. And they were making a beeline towards the customer service desk. And there were hundreds of people in line at the customer service desk. Hundreds. And they were all pissed. And they were all stuck. And they were all going to spend the night in the airport waiting in line to get their next flight, which definitely was not going to be until the next day. This was the reality that was painted in this situation. But John Paul Mendoza got me home that night because I looked at my girlfriend and I said, hey, we're not doing any of this shit. Follow me. But what about our bags? Don't worry about the bags. We're going to go home. We're going to go right past all of these people and we're going to be the first people in line at the car rental place. We're going to rent a car and I'm going to drive us home. It was a three-hour drive to Austin. I promise you we will get home before these people do. And so I went in and fortunately the desk was open. We had to get on a bus and go to this other thing or whatever. We get there. I need a car. One-way trip to Austin. Okay, well, that's going to be kind of expensive and we only have this one car. Okay, what the hell ever. (laughs) Give me that car and I'm going to get in it and I'm going to drive it to my house and I'm going to go to bed in my own bed no matter what it takes. And I paid whatever it costs and I got in that car. We drove home and as we entered Austin, the sun was coming up. Got there around 6.30, 7 a.m., something like that, and just crashed so hard, but it was in my own bed, and I got home. And when the airlines lose your luggage or some problem happens or some kind of issue like that, typically they will deliver it to the nearest airport. And Austin has an airport, obviously. And so uh, they, we made a, submitted a little ticket online, like, hey, lost my luggage or whatever. Here's where you should send it. And the next day, uh, probably about midday, uh, we got a notification that our luggage had arrived. And I, I, it's fuzzy now, but I think they actually delivered it to my door. And if they didn't deliver it to my door, all I had to do was go down to the airport, which was just a few minutes away, uh, to pick it up. Uh, and so they took care of the luggage for us, and they got it to where it needed to go. And those people who were waiting for their flights, not only did they have to stand in line for hours and hours and hours, but they didn't even get home until sometime later that day. They definitely were not on the first flight out. That's for sure. And so I got home because my mentor, John Paul Mendoza, said, you know what? When it's time to go home, you get your ass home. And you don't worry about what it takes. You don't worry about how hard it is. You don't worry about how much it costs or what obstacles are in your way. You get your ass home. And that can apply to so many other situations in your life. Are you standing in line like hundreds of other people at the mercy of somebody else deciding what you get and what you don't get? Or are you blazing a trail and finding your own way because you know it's time to go home? You know it's time to get where you need to go. 
Which one of those decisions are you making? Honor my mentor, John Paul Mendoza. And don't ever worry about how you find your way home. That's going to do it for this episode of the Do Zone Solos. Uh, This is, again, near and dear to my heart. I travel quite a bit. And I never worry about how I'm going to get home. And it releases a tremendous stress. Because there have been some really weird-ass situations where I'm like, oh, this is stressful. But I always take a breath and realize, I'm going to get home. It's going to happen. I'm going to find my way home, and that's all I'm focusing on right now. It doesn't matter how much it costs. Please make sure you do that as well. And if you've got a topic you want me to discuss on a future solo episode, find me on Facebook, or you can reach me on Instagram, at joshthomas eight zero. Until then, go get something done. I have a job for you. Open up your phone or get out a piece of paper and write down these three questions. Number one, what is one important task I can get completely done today? Number two, when can I start it? And number three, what impact will that have on my life? Now answer these questions as best you can every single day this week. Then commit to taking action daily. Now you're in the do zone, baby. Let's go. Need some help with accountability? Are you stuck where you're at and not sure how to break through the barrier in front of you? Join the DZ tribe for free by visiting thedozone.com. We're a group of hyperactive entrepreneurs who want to help you get more stuff done. Oh, one more thing. If you know somebody who needs to hear this message, share it with them. Text them, email them, send them a DM on social media, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever. Be sure to tag us at The Do Zone. Also, keep the five-star written reviews coming over on iTunes. That helps new people find the show, hear it, and get themselves into The Do Zone as well. And always remember, the road to success is paved with imperfect action. So what are you waiting for? (laughs) Go do something already. See you next time.